Welcome to From the Other Side of the Pulpit podcast, the podcast where we hear sermons and faith stories from those who don't preach on Sundays. I'm your host, Sam Bertram, and today we are talking with two young people about faith. In a world where the Barna Group and Gallup polls continually acknowledge the declining importance of faith among young people and young adults, here are two who find the church to be a vital part of their lives, and both from different traditions too, one United Methodist, one Catholic. And so today I invite you to hear this very important conversation between myself, Raul, and Ashlyn, and learn from the insights that they provide about the world of young people, young adults, and the role that faith plays in their lives. We'll be right back with the conversation. Hi there. We're so glad that you're listening. And I want to take a moment to invite you to join us at the LJ First United Methodist Church on Sundays at either 8.45 a.m. or 11 a.m. for worship if you don't have a church home. Together we'll praise and worship and do this thing called life together from a Christian perspective. So again, that's the LJ First United Methodist Church in LJ, Georgia. You can find us online too at www.facebook.com backslash LJFUMC on Instagram at First Church LJ or online at www.fumclj.org. We can't wait to see you and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. start out uh, similar to the way we did last time, but the first question, when did you know you were Christian? Or a Christian? Like, when did you know that? Am I going first? It doesn't matter. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, so, I don't really have, like, an exact like, point in my life where I knew I was a Christian, just because I've been raised... Like in the faith a lot. Yeah. Um, you're gonna tell I did not look at these questions beforehand. That's um, quite okay. I expect nothing like this. Uh. Um, but yeah, there was not an exact point in my life where I was like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I've just always known it. Like, I know the sky is blue. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> just because, wow. yeah, I mean, just because, I mean, I believe with my whole heart that there is a God, and mm-hmm. that's how I was, like, raised and everything, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what then do you make of the, um, Stanley Hauerwas, I guess that name's not important, I'll edit that out, but nobody cares who that is, but, um, <laughs> he says that Christians aren't born, Christians are made, like, just like, um, like when you're ba- like you're not born knowing that Jesus is Lord and that um, you know. Well, consider me made. 
at two years old okay. when I walked into this church. Okay. Oh, so you think the day one? <laughs> yeah. You in, wow. Then we have we have quite a power here at this church. Well, or Mary Ann does. Mary Ann has a, quite a powerful ministry. That um, okay. So it made um, at two. Okay. All right. Uh, good to know. Um, and what about you, Rob? Okay, me, I would not say I was made a Christian at the age of two. Um, probably, yeah. yeah I, w- I, I would say uh, there's one thing that I'd, I'd agree with her with. Uh, it'd be that uh, I definitely do not have an exact time or date set to when I would say I um, knew I was a Christian. Uh, but what I would say definitely like made that spark was uh, definitely when I realized that it was myself. Like I was thinking for myself that I wanted to know more about God, yeah. more about the faith. I was curious about uh the whole faith aspect the whole church aspect but at, like at the same time i also realized i mean i completely believe in god and in jesus and the holy spirit i believe in all of that i just wanted like where it was myself kind of like looking for more stuff i sure. say that's when i would realize when i realized that i was a christian it wasn't just me like saying oh yeah i'm a christian just because i go to sunday sure. to of sunday course. to church no but it was like uh, i want to continue living this lifestyle and i want to keep uh growing and kind of strengthen, strengthening that bond with God. And that's when I would say that I realized that I was a Christian. Got it. Okay. That, that's a great answer. And I like both of your answers because, um, and I'll ask a follow-up, I guess. What do you make then of, there are groups that um, sort of stress like you have to know when, like the moment when you were made a Christian, uh, when you were... Uh, the word is used, in, at least in the southeast a lot, the word saved, um, mm-hmm. which we don't really believe. We all believe you're always being saved. There's not just what, one moment, oh, I'm good, like I did all I need to do. Like we're always in the process of being saved. Um, but there, there is a large component of Christianity that believes like you really do need to be able to identify that moment. And so, like, what do y'all make of that? Like, do y'all, do you know people like that? Do you, um, or is that just not a part of your life? And if not, that's good. I mean, I know people like that. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to say not, No, you should not. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This is, uh, that is not what I'm going for. Here. I'm, not, I'm not looking to get on record uh, on recorded dates. Okay, well, we will move then to the next question. That's, that's very helpful. But that's very consistent with... Um, I don't know, with our, our side, I guess, so Arminian instead of sort of Calvinist uh, sort of position, um, and um, really stemming from the Catholic tradition, because the Catholicism has always sort of, uh, their theological position has always sort of like graces is... Um, over time, incrementally, like, imputed to you. Like, it's not just a one-time thing, and you're good, and you go off and do whatever you want, and that's the end of it. Um, it's sort of a thing, like, for us, it's basic, for Methodists, it's just the basic, you are always being saved, don't think that you are just, that you're done, um, because you said some sort of prayer, or you did, (laughs) you know. Um, so, um, this, um, goes along with the last question, Ashlyn, you hinted at it a little bit. How influential has your family been on your faith? Um, yeah, so <laughs> they've been very influential because, I mean, like I said, the moment we moved here and I mm-hmm. walked in at the age of two, 
Um, and then pretty much since then, you know, we've been going here. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm told, the first person that we met was Miss Marianne walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, she's been a part of my life very early on. But um, we always try to, or my family always tries to incorporate, like, God and Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. even at home. Like, mm-hmm. Mom will sit down with us and, like, she's like, oh, I found this on, usually it's, like, Facebook or something. Oh, and I wanted to cool. share it with you or whatever. And it's, like, some devotional, like, thing or whatever. So they've been very, you know, influential in me growing up and just being, you know, around mm-hmm. Jesus and, like, exposed to, like, all of this stuff. Okay. So, like, does that happen pretty regularly? Like... Your mom finding things mm-hmm. and showing Yeah, and awesome. sometimes if she's flying, she'll, like, send it to us, like, oh. on our family group chat. She'll be like, That's oh, really nice. like, this reminded me that I need to send you this or whatever. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about your dad? Uh, this just for him. How often is he finding stuff like that? In oh, my... no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, uh, his is usually, like, like games. Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Joe, that's directed at you, then. You need to step it up. Uh, that's a... Uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, I take that back. He's on the SPR now. Like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what about you, Raul? Mm, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so my family, I would say my family's probably the bi- It's definitely the biggest reason why yeah. I'm in the church to begin with. Like I said, uh, they brought me into the church when I was, I mean, kind of born, you know, baptized real at a young, super young age. And, you know, that's, I mean, I've grown up with it. Um and I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, uh, at the beginning of it, it was kind of just a normal, you know, we just go to church uh, Sundays and stuff, and, and, and it was nothing crazy to me. Uh, but then they definitely, they definitely got, like, really into the church mm-hmm. to where not only is just Sunday we're going, we're not, go- we're not just going Sundays and Wednesdays, we're going, like, every day because they have their leading activities, they're doing something else, they're becoming really involved in the church. And I mean, uh, of course, I had the option to just, can I just stay in the house? But uh, no, I, I would go with them. And, you know, um, I, realizing also, like, they're really, they're, like, really growing and, and like, becoming closer to the church and to God and everything. Um, so I would say that definitely also, like, kind of started making the gears rolling and spinning in, 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 like, my head. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah. you know, and it ca- kind of caused me also to be like, oh, let's get closer into this. Let's see what, yeah. what's, like, what's keeping them going type of deal. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I would say that they're definitely probably, like, the biggest reason why I'm uh, into the church. I'm still in the church and all of that stuff. I'd yeah. say they're definitely the biggest reason, not just them, but the rest of my family as well. And, um, I mean, kind of like Ashley said about her mom sending stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I always hear my parents, like, let it be listening to some type of homilies or, like, sermons or anything. Really? But know. both of them, yeah, on their phones or, like... Uh, music whenever they whenever they're playing something on the in the car it's always just christian oh, sure. music yeah something like that uh so do they do stuff like the um it's a catholic app that i really like it's called pray as you go uh, like... i don't think they have any apps oh, okay. no they sure. just like look up different uh-huh. type of like let it be fathers or deacons or anything uh-huh. like that and they just listen to them talk oh, yeah it. let it be like home like let it just say like mom's doing like washing dishes or something like that she has it on the tv and she just has that playing in the background i'm like all right and then dad's the same way let it be when he's at work he has the same thing going that's not necessarily the same video but still the same thing they're still listening to things like even awesome yeah i feel like i would get along with your (laughs) i do that too like when i'm watching washing dishes or something i listen to like the homilies from one of the monks like at monastery of the holy spirit and Uh stuff and like i always think like we get it wrong like he can do like a sermon that's so powerful a homily that is so powerful and like 
two to five minutes and I'm like yeah. we got it all wrong no. like we need to be I was like nobody's listening after uh-huh. like five minutes no. like we need to really yeah. needs to be about more than just how much uh-huh. we can talk uh, yeah. so they, no, yeah. it's, it's not just the videos or like music and stuff either like dad always just randomly texts me hey um uh, can you quickly just get on Amazon I'm like why what's up and he just sends me a picture of like five different books or uh-huh. like different uh-huh. versions of the Bible uh-huh. I'm like hey can you order all of these for me like I mean I guess I could that <laughs> is you yes. really need them he's like yeah just get them all at once so they all ship at the same day. I'm like, okay, Dad. Yes, this is um, what I do. This yeah. is my life. Yes, okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, um, I guess, similar, it's, it's, so, I'm guessing then that faith is a part of both of you, your everyday life. So, what is something you do every day because you're a Christian? Um, for me... <laughs> A lot of it happens... Is this funny to you? Me? Uh, For me, a lot of it happens at school because I try to, like, put myself in other people's shoes um, and try to be uh, really just, like, kind to them and kind of be that one thing that makes their day better because I um, encounter a lot of people who, you know, get made fun of or whatever for, like, a a disability they have or something like that. Does that happen a lot at... Your school. I mean, yeah, not directly to them, but definitely, like, behind their backs, like, talking with their friends or whatever. Like, just, like, comments about them or whatever. Do you take up for them, then? Um, not with my friends. (laughs) But I go up to them or whatever. I'm like, hey, you look, like, really pretty today or something. And I know I have this one person in my section, and I mean, like... You know, their family doesn't have, like, a lot of money. Like, that's, you know, a parent or whatever. So whenever I, like, you can tell that, like, he got, like, something new or, like, he's wearing something new. I'm like, like, you look really good today or you look so cute. I really like that. And just seeing, like, his smile on his face Mm because, like, you can tell nobody has said that to him that day um, is something that I try to do is I try to give you know, everybody a compliment that I see or just try to make them smile. And that's intentional? Like you? Yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. I'm pretty oblivious sometimes though, like that. I won't, you know, I don't notice if anybody is wearing something new or nor do I really make an effort to like... Well, I guess it would be weird, like my age and I'm married with kids, like to go around telling people like, you. I mean, you look really nice today. Because at my age, I guess people would be like, are you married? Like, I mean, like, the first thing they'd ask about, yeah, yes, it has nothing to do with that. Um, that's that's good. So, do you also, do you do things like pray every day? I try to. There are definitely days whenever I don't, but um, I try to. I'm going to really boost the volume on the word try. Like, so that... <laughs> I mean, I do try to. I do try to. Every night, I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I sit there and I thank God Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I, you know, I make a point not to just pray about all the things that I want or whatever. So I'm just like, thank you for, you know, my health and all this stuff and for keeping us safe. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, like, and prayer, like what you're doing with others to me is an act of prayer. Like prayer doesn't have to just be like, you know, sitting alone and like, talking in your head like Mm -hmm. to to god like it it, it, it's so many things it's you know if somebody needs something and you're able to help them like that's answering a prayer that they have i mean like that's i mean it's so it's bound up in so much more than the church does a really job or at least the methodist church does a really bad job of teaching what prayer is about but um because 
as far as I'm concerned, it wouldn't matter if you ever like sat down <laughs> silently in your room and were like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> like I mean, like what? A, I mean, like yeah, I don't know. that. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about. Raul, what about you? Um, so I would definitely say. Uh, actually very similar uh, answer to Ashton's but definitely the prayer wise let it be in the morning before I go to sleep in the car or just oh, yeah. yeah just anything like that just uh, I try I, tr I also try to get them sure. as much as I can I don't yeah. Um, yeah but I think the major part of it would be definitely um, you know kind of like uh, uh, kind of like my attitude or like how I represent myself mm. uh, being uh, respectful towards all of uh, anyone else uh, trying to help out whenever I can and just you know overall just being kind and just yeah, yeah just I think overall the overall personality and attitude I have you know kind of like mm. um, and I love that <clears throat> on Ray Nowen who's a Catholic priest he said like the best prayer is the way you live your life uh -huh. the best prayer to God is the way you live your life in response to what God mm -hmm. has done and I agree with that like it, yeah it's not just the so that kindness, that your attitude, yeah. your, your sort of the way you relate to the world that uh -huh. God has made uh -huh. is just an incredible thing. Because so many people, you're right, do walk around like there's nothing good, there's, like yeah. this is the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like they yeah. they could always find uh -huh. the flaw they, in everything. They find, yeah, they yeah. find the flaw in every day. Yeah. But however, they realize, I mean, it's a whole other day you're getting to begin with. I know, yeah, you're getting yeah. a whole other yeah. day, a whole other day, a whole other week, a whole other month, mm -hmm. all whatever. But like, I mean, you're getting a whole other day that many other people can't even experience. I know, and it's <laughs> wonderful to hear. Yeah, because there are there are days where I wake up to and like I. You know, my my disposition sometimes will just be to find the flaws. So <laughs> yeah, I have to reorient uh -huh. myself to. <laughs> no, I mean I get that, um, yeah. but I, uh, I think me personally, I don't think I've ever really been that way. Like I get everyone. Uh, no, that's, yeah. Everyone has bad days and yeah, everything. No, but even, yeah. even when people have bad days, like yeah. if they ask me how's your day, I'm still gonna be like, oh, it was, it was good. It was a good day because I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, is it really helping you if you keep on focusing on that bad right. aspect of the day? Whenever you, there's many other things mm -hmm. that happen throughout. Oh yeah, you're, I I completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sometimes uh, you know, it, yeah, it's different personalities and stuff. But like mm -hmm. that, I love that disposition. It's a, it's inspiring to me because like there are plenty of days where like if you know early on everything starts falling apart, I'm then like, well, there we go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The rest of this day is shot. And so, you know, I, I, yeah, and so I have to consciously, uh -huh. and sometimes I won't let myself, and I realize, you know, that's sort of, I mean, I don't want to use this word too flippantly, but I mean, that's kind of a, y'all's way is the, is the better way, like, that's kind of a sinful act without, without really, it's like a sin of omission, rather than seeing the goodness of God and, and having the attitude that reflects that instead I choose to dwell on the negative and, and into, I'm not really maybe actively doing anything but I'm ignoring what mm -hmm. yeah. the, I'm ignoring what God has given and done and choosing to focus on <laughs> yeah so it was like and I, yeah and sometimes I know and I do it anyway I'm like yeah I know God but <laughs> but like I just want to be angry right now and so uh, like you'll still be there right <laughs> so, um, now this is the uh, this is probably the most confounding question to people like in my position and uh, um other like clergy or deacons um and it is in a world where so many young people have decided that the church isn't very important what keeps you coming back why do you actually care about or need the church and I think you answered some of that with reference to your families. Like you saw that it was important to them, 
and it it made you think like, well, what is all this about? Mm-hmm. Like, and you get you you got intrigued, but there are so many people, young people, especially people my age, like the demographic, I believe, like from twenty to like forty, um, who believe, um, but they don't really see, they don't really think that they have to go to mm-hmm. church, and and I hate to use that word have to because I don't I don't know that you have to I don't I mean it is it's an attitude and a disposition too it's like a <laughs> it's um it's my way of, it's my way of living and and you know intentionally during the yeah. week saying like you know living, really showing, kind yeah of, showing yeah. that I'm grateful to God for this but there you know I, I've I've met so many who they're like yeah I believe I, I do this I do that but I don't really need to come to church regularly mm-hmm. And so what keeps y'all coming back? Um, For me, what keeps me coming back is honestly just kind of like with the family thing, just having that like sense Mm -hmm. of like family and like a community here at the church. Because um, I would say like service on Sunday, but it honestly is I mean, that's what we want the truth. Yeah, Yeah, it honestly is the people here because like I said, um, I was basically raised here. Sure. And there are so many people that I love and that I know I can count on. And just having this church here, it's just like my second home. I mean, having like Grandpa Tom and Grandma Jane, who are, I guess, my adopted grandparents, but like in Mm -hmm. my eyes, they are like my real grandparents. And like just seeing them every Sunday and just getting to hug them and like Mr. Stan in the choir. He's he's adorable. Um, And getting to talk to him. So just having just that family here, you know, really, honestly, like truly is honestly why that just keeps me coming back and just having all my friends here too oh, sure. and everything so yeah sure. well all of your friends aren't here i mean well you have friends that are in- uh, well, yes okay. but <laughs> my some of my friends are okay. here so. um yeah i mean i think that's important for us to hear and to recognize because like we had a meeting recently i think i told you about it in which we were all told by one individual like what we were doing wrong yeah. and how we needed to do better and how we really needed to focus on the worship service mm-hmm. and like making it like just the best yeah. it could be like it needed to be like this grand production and it um but in the back of my mind I was wondering I was like is that really why anybody I mean like if you really want to see the best of the best in terms of like the best preaching you've ever heard and the best music and Mm -hmm. you know the prettiest structure like you can go online and find I mean like and within five minutes find a better sermon than anything we're gonna preach here like I mean you know like that's why we're in the local church and not at some huge you know like um like Peachtree Road United Methodist in Atlanta or a, one of the cathedrals, like if you're a Catholic priest or, you know, um, and, and not to belittle what they do, but it's more about, I think it's more about the relationships that are created. Um, and then the sermons you preach as a result of that, like they mean something to the people you have a relationship with. I mean, like somebody online watching might not get anything, but it's not really for them, you know, mm-hmm. like it's for. It's for that flock. It's for that congregation. And I think the best um, pastors and priests 
do that. Like they they're really engaged with their pe with the people that they are in service with, and then their sermons reflect that rather than trying to be so generic that it meets everybody exactly where they are. I mean, like I mean, how do you do that? And of course, when God is involved, though, I mean, all sorts of things can happen. And what about you, Raul? What keeps you mm -hmm. coming back? Is, so is the question just what keeps on making me come back to church? Yeah, I mean, okay. I guess, or, um, it, yeah, it's it's what keeps you coming back, but, like, why do you actually care why, about why, yeah, or need the church? Why do I need yeah. to come back? Yeah. Okay, um, so definitely what makes me keep coming back is definitely, uh, definitely I would say the community, family aspect-wise. Sure. Um, um, definitely that because you know, uh, kind of like how Ashwin said, um, grew up there and I know everyone there basically, and it's all it's like a nice, warm area community mm. that they have. Um, but like, why do I keep on going? I like need, thinking that I need to go. I would say definitely because uh, kind of bouncing back off of I think question one and two it was just kind of um. So yes, my parents pushed it to like mm -hmm. pushed me kind of to think about it and uh, to the point where you know I actually thought about and kept on going to where. Um, whenever I'd go to mass or uh, anything like that, I would be I would I would actually start paying attention to all the lectures. <laughs> I would yeah I would actually start paying attention, and uh, it, it, there was always aspects throughout mass or meetings or whatever that they got going on. Where it would like it would like oh it would like be a spark or something mm -hmm. where like, sure. I'm like oh that makes sense now. So it would be kind of like yes the community and family wise, but however the other I would say personal wise like me independently would be like kind of my curiosity and trying to understand more about yeah. the faith itself so i'd say it's kind of like both of those together is what now this keeps makes me keep coming back and keeps on making me feel like i need to come back sure. to keep on learning more and i i get I, you know i don't presume to know you very very well raul but mm -hmm. i the sense i get from you is that you um come to things too like from an intellectual perspective like you're really into like you like to think about things and you like to like really sort of explore like the uh, ideas yeah. of the church yeah. uh -huh, I would say so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and do you feel that same way about church like or is that one of the things like about our church that keeps that keeps you engaged I know it's primarily and I understand that it should be the relationships but like is there like an interest like when you come are you like hmm I really want to explore, think about this, or I wonder like what the sermon will make me think about today, or something like that. I don't not get that necessarily sense, the uh, sermon. Yeah. Your lessons, yes, because <laughs> no. they're very. I'm not saying the sermon is not interesting. Well, Sometimes I mean the sermon's a one-sided conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, but like it, you know. I, because I feel like, um, I mean, I like to talk. So, mm -hmm. like, in, the, in like the youth sure. group, you know, I feel like I yeah. can, like, say my voice or whatever. And so, but yeah, sun, Sunday yeah. sermon, not really. Sure. Well, I mean, Sunday sermons, I mean, they're a one-sided conversation. And that doesn't work for everyone. Like, for mm -hmm. some people, like, it works for me. I kind of get the sense that it works a little bit for Raul, like a sermon, like, works for Raul. But uh, not everyone does well for a one-sided conversation. Like, if there's something said that you're like, wait, um, mm -hmm. like, you don't have the opportunity mm -hmm. to stop and, like, mm -hmm. talk about it or, like, go a little bit uh -huh. deeper. You're just like, well, yeah, yeah. you're just like, well, there's that. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah, when things like that arise, I just, like, think to myself, like, well, like, I just keep it to myself. Oh, but sure, but yeah. I, th I definitely think about it. Sure, um, yeah, of course. No, and then, I mean, I agree with her about, like, your lessons. I mean, I've only been here a couple of times, but Thanks, there's Ronald. still multiple times. Like, oh, that's actually really cool. I didn't actually know about that. Well, I do like teaching. That is the one... Um, that is the one thing that I was trained to do, really. I don't preach much, but um, 
and I don't like preaching, and I think that's obvious when everybody watches me preaches. Um, so, um, it, I'm guess I'm getting the sense then that it is this community aspect, the the feeling that is involved in these places, whether it's Good Samaritan or here, um, that you that you feel like you need, and I think that's true. Like I think we need like human beings are social beings like we don't that's why I like solitary I think I've said that before that's why solitary confinement's like such a heinous punishment is because you don't you can't thrive or, or, or live well <clears throat> on your own isolated um, and so that that that's helpful I think more people need to hear that because I just got another thing today about like um why your like the Methodist Church in the aftermath of the pandemic? Like, how are you going to? You'll never get back all of the people you lost during the pandemic. So, what do you do to fix that? Like, you need to start a new worshiping community, and you need it needs to be like you need to have it so well designed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but like what I'm hearing from um, young adults is that, eh. That's not really why I'm I'm going, but like, what if y'all were going to? What if you were going to visit somewhere new? Like, and this is going to be a rea reality for you soon too. It's already sort of a reality for all. He goes and vi you visit some of the uh, the go for mass, don't you? Sometimes, mm -hmm. like at school, like mm -hmm. in school, one of the parishes there. So, like, when you graduate, you can either not go anywhere, um, which I. I I would not. I would, <laughs> I would. I would hope that is not the choice. But, but like so, like what would prompt you to go? Because that community is not the same community is mm -hmm. not there in place. So what would make you go? What would make you go to a different church, like and keep you there? Um, so honestly, the first thing would be uh, the people if they're okay. nice to me. Like, okay. and if they're not, if I don't feel welcome there, then you know I'm not going to okay. go there. And then in that situation, it would be a lot about like how this, how the like services run or whatever. Okay. Because I think, I mean, I would stay in the Methodist like denomination I mean, or whatever. Probably. I don't know. The Catholics are pretty cool. Like I've said in another life, if I. Well, I'm saying like when I graduate. Like, oh. Okay. I mean. I don't think I'm just going to start switching denominations. I can just save that for later. Okay. But to not complicate my life right now. Not right now? I, okay. I, a lot of it would be how the sermon is run, oh, okay. like the pastor. and. Do you mean complicate your life, like with your family, you mean? Like if you switched denominations? You think that would Perhaps. complicate? Okay. I, I don't think they would care if I went Catholic. That would be all for it. And okay. they'd probably yeah. demand that he come with yes. me. But like if I was, I'm not going to go there. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Your mom, not so much? I don't no, know. it's fine. I don't know. It's fine. Let's just say that mom was Methodist, dad was Catholic, now dad's oh, Methodist. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, that's usually, yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand. Like, I mean, uh, I, I, yes, I understand. Holly is the Boston our home, too, so I, I get it. I get it. Like, uh, it's a good thing she was Methodist, or it would not, yeah, uh, too, but uh, that wasn't, when we started dating, though, that wasn't my primary. I didn't care when she was, I wasn't really going to church at all, really, when we, we met, so, um, you know, it didn't really care, it didn't matter to me what she was. Um, so, what is something that you wish the church did that it doesn't do? Mm. 
Like, what is something we don't do that you think we should, or that we're bad at? Um, I think... And be honest, please. Okay. Um, so this is about the Sunday service. Uh-huh. Um, this is just coming, I feel like this is a very Gen Z point of view, and most of our oh, congregation is not wow. gonna, okay. like, <laughs> most of our congregation is gonna be like, oh Getting my god. a little controversial here. Well, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like we should, um, switch up the music type. I mean, some days, they're like, they're like good songs. Like, I can get behind Amazing Grace. Like, that's cool. Okay. But, like, I also really like whenever the band comes. That's actually that, just an aside. Amazing Grace is, like, one of my least favorites. You don't it. like Amazing Grace? It's sung all the time. But I'm it's like, good. Oh. Not enough here. We well, sing, maybe like, we don't really, sing. like, odd time signature okay. songs that nobody can get the feel of except the choir. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, too. But, yes, it is well-known and well-loved, but, like... Every time we sing it, I'm like, oh, this song again. Really? I, get, I know it I sounds terrible, but... Yeah. It's not the Bible. It's not. It's not the <laughs> No, but I would switch up the music. Like, okay. the, like, not, like, saying just completely go away from that, but, like, Grasp mm-hmm. Sunday, when we have, like, the drums yeah. and everything, yeah. that's, like, once a year. Like, mm-hmm. I would, like, a little more often just to get, like, you know... Um. <laughs> What about you, Lowell? What's something that you wish that the church uh, did that it doesn't do, or something that the church could do better? See, that, that, I, had to, I had to think about this one. Uh, and I would say, um, I had to think about it, and then I kind of I came to a conclusion that's definitely uh, becoming, like, appealing more to the to the mm. youth. Mm. And I can see why you, why you would have asked that question beforehand, yeah. the one before this one, about, like, why we keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that, like, I mean, I can see that myself, like, um... At church, uh, yes, mass becomes full with people and everything, um, but, like, um, most of them are adults and everything, and the kids are coming because their parents are coming. Oh, sure. And then, I mean, yes, there's Wednesday with uh, CCD and all, and everything along that, and then the kids, uh, if you really look at it, yes, it's going to be a lot of the little kids, like kindergarten, sure. first grade, or something along that, that line, then, of course, you have the youth group. However, if you really look at it, it's just always the same people, And but sure. when you go to church, you see it tons of other people around so then you question why aren't they coming why are they just yeah. uh, they're just coming because clearly their parents are bringing them yeah of course so i would say uh something that i think would need to be improved i don't know how but i would say definitely I appealing mean, better to the to I the don't younger know how either because yeah. we have like so like we have some young people who attend services worship services mm-hmm. sometimes too and yeah i don't I don't know how you do it either. I mean, that's a great point, role, but I don't know how we oh, yeah. do it. And, like, and there's this thing, like, Logan said, like, I don't know if you remember him saying it on Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the resolutions and things, but he, uh, he said he, he's like, I like the size of our group and I don't want too many people. And I understand that, like, after a certain number, it doesn't feel like a mm-hmm. real community anymore. But, like, I wonder if it feels that way for people who don't come pretty regularly, like, to the group, like, if they, uh, to the youth group, if they feel, like, out of place mm-hmm. because y'all have known one another for such a long time and um, they might feel sort of, like, left out. Mm-hmm. What's um, what's the worst thing about church, and what is the best thing? 
Did we just say what the worst thing was? No, that's what we could do better. Yeah. Something you didn't like. I'm not asking about your personal yeah. preferences. Okay. Worst thing about church, how early it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me tell you. Is I 11 o'clock too early? No, I'm talking Sunday school. Like, I, is 10 o'clock too early? Yeah, I can't get out of bed, Sam. That's why I'm not here sometimes. Because mm -hmm. I can't get out of bed. I don't mm -hmm. feel like 10 o'clock is too early. First, okay, thank you, Roll. Yeah, I don't feel like 10 o'clock is too early. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you have to be at school earlier than 10 yeah, o'clock. That's <laughs> awful. Okay. Um, I'm awake every day at like 4.45. How are you living? I have two girls that wake up early, and so I... Well, he experiences yeah. more of the day. Yeah, That's right, yeah. Like that's two like, times the amount you do. That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, but I experience just enough for me. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but there's so much more you could experience. Yeah. yeah. Not you don't know tired. what you're missing. No. Yeah. You no, don't, I do. I you do. don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I mean, like... I, I didn't want to say this, but like that's really when like God would be most active in your life. Is if you woke down. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, but but uh, so how early it is, and I have talked about that too. Um, when we had that planning meeting, someone said like the early service needs to be the one that appeals more to our younger demographic and like with a band and like more the casual early service. and that's what i said i was like no you got it backwards <laughs> i was like and the was, late service well not even that i said like i think you'd be better off if it was like after lunch in the afternoon yeah. like then you know then beforehand i mean and that's just now too from like experience here like especially those who aren't driving yet too like that you know like roller talked about like they they're made to come like getting two uh, people up and ready and dressed and you know making sure that we get here all in one piece uh it takes a long time and what about you Raul? what's something that you oh you didn't answer what's the best thing you said what uh, you told me what the worst thing was um the best thing about church and i'm not talking about like the relationships with the community i'm talking about the church as like what we that's what we do. Well, you just missed my answer. You know who my answer is going to be, Sam? Yeah. Miss Mary Ann. Oh, okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. actual church. I don't know what the best thing would be. Because there's so many good things. Oh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. Is there? Yeah. yeah, there is. It's sarcasm. Yeah. No, that is not. <laughs> it really sounded. It did sound like it. really, it really sounded. Oh, uh, well. We can me. come back to that. Uh, Raul, what about you? Oh. Mm -hmm. The worst thing about church. See, I don't know about that one. I don't think mm -hmm. I would have something that I'd specify as the worst thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I could really think of, uh, but I don't know if it's like specific, like church-wise, but I would say kind of like, uh, I would say more Christian-wise, Christianity-wise, mm -hmm. would definitely yeah. be the branches between the different churches. Yeah. Uh, how like, uh, the way they just look at each other, I'd say. like they, It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's the thing, because I don't think I could come up with like a specific, like, the worst part, like, of, of church oh, sure. itself, but I was like, that would be kind of, like, the thing that I ended yeah. up with, like, how just different churches view each other just because they're from a different denomination yeah. and stuff like that. I would I say agree. that would be the worst part, in my Does, opinion. Um, did you ever think of a best thing? No. <laughs> Alright, well, um, what is something that you wish everyone knew about, like, the church? And I'm not talking about just, like, our church or Good Samaritan, but, like, the church universal. 
I mean, really, that is Catholic. That's what the word Catholic means, is universal. But um, what do you, what is something that each of you wish that everyone knew about that church? Um, probably that, that, like, if you go to church, like, you're not going to go to be judged. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people... I'm mm. definitely at my school, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go to this or this at your church because, you know, because of the way I dress or what my past is mm -hmm. or something yeah. like that. And, like, they just feel like they're going to walk in and just be constantly judged. And sure. So, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, like, I understand that fear. Um, but, like, I know with this church, like, if they walk in, I mean, I would mm. hope that they're not going to be judged because of, mm. you know, how they look or whatever. They shouldn't so, be. Um, yeah, they shouldn't be. But, yeah. like, I feel like that just keeps a lot of people from coming to church. It's just that fear of, of being judged. Yeah. And it not really is about, you know, being judged. Right? But let's, you know. Um, what about you, Raul? What's something you wish that everyone uh, knew about? No, I would say she, def she definitely took my answer. Okay. Uh, yeah, that church is, like, a safe space. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a safe space, uh, you know, for you to come in, not necessarily just on Sundays or Wednesday, you can just come in there whenever. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, like I said, it's just a safe space that you can go into, not just you, but anyone can yeah. come into. So, yeah, I mean, I would just say, yeah, she basically did just take the answer that I was going to say, but yeah, it's just like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with just coming to yeah. church. I mean, not at all. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. And there's nothing yeah. wrong to it, like if you ever, even if you did feel like you were going to judge and that mm -hmm. might just be something people don't know about is like I know like Good Samaritans open all week long like and we are too like you can just slip in and like if you just want to pray or yes. like sit in the space like it's there like I mean mm -hmm. like and nobody is going to stop you from doing that although at one time like I think we locked all of our doors all the time and I was mm -hmm. like and say and for a while I would go around and unlock them all if I could oh, like fight the power <laughs> and last question and then you are free what is something that you wish everyone knew about God? Um, I mean, I think people get told this, but I don't think they necessarily believe it, I mm -hmm. guess. But that he truly is forgiving. Because, I mean, like I said, there's so many people who are just like, you know, well, I'm too far gone or something. Or oh, this yeah. has happened yeah. or whatever. And, I mean, my answer is, like, like you can be forgiven, you yeah. know. And, of course, I think people are, like, told that, but I don't think a lot of people truly, you know, believe that that's the case or whatever. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's true. I think... And I understand why it's hard to believe that, too. Like, mm -hmm. I've done plenty of things where I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it would seem like anybody else mm -hmm. in the world would not be... Would not be forgiving of that. Um, but I agree with you. I, I, I think people need to know that and to experience it too. Um, because like you, I think that's one of the things, I think that's one of the sad things is because of that perception of churches being judgmental um, and, um, you know, that they are, that someone has done something where they're too far gone. Um that they never really get to experience that because they won't actually try to encounter mm -hmm. um, or meet God in those mm -hmm. places. And, like, too many... It's like what Raul said earlier, like, too many Christians, like, create too many divisions and barriers, like, 
not just between other Christians and themselves, but between other people and themselves, to the point that um, if if they're if we're supposed to be reflective of like God's love, um, some people don't want any part of that if they see like. And y'all may know people, I don't, again, no names, Ashlyn. Um, <laughs> no names. But, like, you may know people who, like, they go to church and they say they believe this or that, but um, aren't very kind or very mm -hmm. friendly or are judgmental. And sadly, that happens way too much. Um, and, Rolf, what about you? What's something you wish? Uh, you let's see. I mean, first of all, she, she had a really good yes, answer. Yeah, that was a really answer. good answer. Um... Let's see, but something I wish that everyone would know about God's, um, that he's always with you. I mean, there's mm. never a time where you're alone. I mean, yes, there's time where you feel alone, but I mean, he's always there yeah. with you, by you, listening to you, always just waiting yeah. just for you. And then, uh, yeah, I think that that'd be like my, my big thing. Like, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, yes, there's times where you just feel alone yeah. and you're just down and everything, but I mean, he's still with you at all times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's always there guiding yeah. you. And our feelings can be misleading and deceptive. Like we can... I mean, I can definitely deceive myself, like, you know, um, our feelings are not always a good indicator of what the reality is, like, God is there, like, you may feel alone, but, like you said, but you're not, and it's just like the same, you know, like, it's, it's the same as so much of the, and like my, what I really would like people to know, which, or to think about, which goes along with both of what you said, um, especially with the forgiveness pieces, like when people think they're too far gone. Like if you do believe in God, um, you know, the creator of all that is, seen and unseen, what's more powerful, God or your, your peon sin like I mean like what's more powerful like I mean God or, or sin like I'm gonna hedge my bets on God um but thank you both uh for answering those questions I know we've done it once and that you didn't really want to do it again but I'm appreciative because I um I think both of y'all are very mature Christians who are young adults and I think we need to hear more from you. Um, I don't know how it is in terms of the Catholic Church and the voices that are most heard, but in our denomination, it's all just a bunch of old white dudes. <laughs>